Well, I've got to tell you, if there's one bloke I absolutely love on the Australian running circuit, it is the great man, Geordie Williams. Now, this is a podcast that we recorded together a couple of months ago, and the time is just right. I thought, man, the guy's in hot form. He's uh, he's recently won Zatapec. Uh, I shot him a message on Instagram the other day. I was touching base with him, and I thought, you know what? Let's give a gift to the world. So I thought I'd post this one for you today. Really hope you like it. Geordie Williams is a, is a really good bloke. It's a really conversational chat. We'll touch and base on all things training, and I was trying to figure out how he is navigating the world of COVID and uh, everything that came with that. So um, there's, as always, just with a bloke like Geordie, there's a million gems in here. So make sure if you like this one, shoot him a little bit of love on Instagram or wherever it is that you connect with, uh, with the people that you like. Hey, also, a couple of things. Uh, Relaxed Running has a brand new forum, which I've left open for everyone regardless of whether you're a relaxed running member or not just for the next couple of days it's going to be free to everyone so if you want to check that out it is forum.relaxrunning.com sign up there and uh, hey we've got a cool little community getting together this forum is awesome we used to have a facebook page which i was just uh, facebook was not my strong point this one is uh is much better it's cool it's uh, i just want you to come and join us so let me know what you think once you get in there also, have you seen Relax Running's YouTube channel? I've, uh, I've started posting one or two videos every week on all things distance running. So it's, uh, it's been fun. I need all the advice I can get. So if there's, uh, if there's any advice you want to give me, jump over, subscribe. Come on, give us a little bit of support, and, uh, and then I'll take your feedback on what needs to improve. So um, I really hope you enjoy that one. But guys, that's about enough out of me. So uh, hey, sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with myself and Geordie Williams. No, I got it. Oh, does that okay. come up for you as well? I can see it on my end, yeah. Yeah, sweet. No, awesome, man. Awesome. Oh, yeah. What was on the training schedule this morning? What did you guys have? So this morning we had, like, we didn't we didn't hear about it, but we pretty much had a 1K time trial. Ooh. And, um, well, like, you'll understand when I explain it, but we do, like, we'll never just go straight into it. Like, we had um, 10 laps, so it's, like, continuous, but 10 laps of the first 100 metres is in about 24 seconds and then the rest of the the next 300 is in 48 so it ends up about 72 yes and you just do that for 10 laps it's 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 much harder than just doing 72s even so yeah we did that for 10 laps and then had a pretty long break and then we did a 1k as quick as we could what'd you get um, what'd you you smash out for a k i ran 223 Oh, that's good today. It's it's windy out there. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. Like we just had our flats on and stuff, so I was pretty happy. Bloody Stewie, hell! Stewie beat me around two twenty two, but he's I, a cheeky uh, bugger. Yeah, I know. He he took off real far, like a long way from home, because <laughs> yeah. he knows he knows I can't go with him. <laughs> I reckon I was clawing him back a little bit, but ran out of track. <laughs> was that the end of the session? No, and then we did five eight hundreds in like we were meant to go about two twenty, but and then work down. But I think we're all feeling pretty good. Like definitely the one k was quicker than I thought we would have gone, or for me anyway. And then um, yeah, so we we're feeling pretty good, and we ended up starting off in two sixteen. We did two sixteen, two sixteen, two fifteen, two ten, two ten. Mate, you guys are in such good form. That's a massive session. So so it was 10 laps, 24 seconds for 100, then 48 seconds for the next 300, so averaging 112s for 10 laps. Yep. And then how long did you have between that and doing your 1K? Because I reckon that'll put a little bit of – maybe it's nice on a day like today where your legs warm up a bit, but it doesn't sound like you're going into that 1K super fresh. Like that, as you said, like yeah. that sounds like it'll get you breathing a little bit. Yeah, it was, um, it was definitely harder than I thought. But not like it wasn't like outrageous. Like I was, I was fine to do the rep and stuff. But yeah, definitely, definitely a bit harder than I thought. And then we had six hundred meter jog, like really slow. Like usually when when we say jog, it's two minutes for a lap. But we were slower than that today. Nick said, um, take as long as you need. So we really took our time. And then 
1K, and then we did two laps after the 1K, two laps jogging. That was kind of just normal pace, and then a minute between the 800s. That's a great session. Mm. So who else was out there with you? Did the other boys have a crack? Um, Stewie and Dave. Oh, yeah, yeah. How did Dave How did Dave get around? Actually, I had a chat to him the other day about the uh, – the 3K time trial that you guys did as well. You guys are you guys are causing a little bit of trouble together. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, he was good. I, he was probably like I think we're all surprised a little bit. He ran 2:24, so he was like right behind me. <laughs> Mate, you guys, it's this is what trips me out. Like, uh, I feel like everyone everyone around the world's in amazing form. Mm. <laughs> like oh, well, the, it's like for the first time ever, people have got like you know, a long period where they can train. There's no, like, you know, races are races are good, but you can definitely get carried away racing too much and maybe it, you know, you lose a good opportunity to train for a long period of time, which now that we've got that, it seems like everyone's flying. <laughs> yeah, it's a good head. So what are you doing? You just, um like, once a, once every three or four weeks, you're just having a, a real hard hit out, are you? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason to it, but, I just, you know, do as I'm told, like a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you did as you told really well down at um the tan a couple of weeks ago. I felt bad because I left and uh, everyone was in race mode. So I felt like I was being real rude to you, but I was trying to give you a bit of distance because everyone looked like they were in the zone. And um, I sort of forgot. It's been a while since I've had a serious race and I forgot how serious everyone is before it. So I was like, bloody, these guys look intimidating. I'm just standing back. <laughs> and then I left and I thought, oh, bloody George probably thinks I'm an arsehole for not going up and having a good chat with him. Nah, it's all right. It was uh, it was actually there's probably a few too many people there, but there was there was heaps of people there. It was just you know a bit of a whirlwind. It was pretty cool. I really enjoyed that race that around the town there. It was good. It was so ridiculous to watch you guys running around. What I saw a post you put up on Insta the other day, and what your equal I think like your your tenth fastest of all time, but like equal eighth or something was it? Like what did you yeah. run? Ten twenty eight or something? Ten twenty six. Oh, that is ridiculous, man. It's unheard of around the 10, isn't it? Like, there's not I, – I just – I love the fact it was just a, just some random blowout that all the boys and, uh, like, the bidders had just got together. And yeah. it, it was – it was it, like, it, it satisfied my um my race itch for a little while. Like, I was so – I felt like a 10-year-old standing on the start line watching you guys. I, I really wish we could have advertised it a bit because I think it would have got, you know, a lot of people down there. Just because with um, COVID-19, it seems like a lot of people are really thirsting for something, <laughs> you know, something to break the norm a little bit. So, like, the people that were there loved it because it was just, you know, a bit rogue, a bit low-key, and, you know, it was really cool, satisfied that that hunger that, you know, people wanted to see a bit of competitive running. Yeah, bloody oath. Dude, it was so funny because I was speaking to Dave McNeil a couple of days before and um, he's like, mate, if you're not doing anything later in the week, we've got a secret time trial taking place at the 10. And I felt yeah. like the coolest bloke in the world because I was like, oh, no one's going to know about this. It's just going to be me and MTC going down there. I'll be cheering them on and posting photos and everyone's going to think I'm cool just by association. And I got there and I reckon there's 150 people waiting to start. <laughs> like, <laughs> the word had just got out and everyone was all over it. It was so funny. But yeah, you had a decent little turnout there, didn't you? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean... Obviously, it was when restrictions were going on, so I think people were trying to spread out a little bit. But no, nah, it was it was it was awesome to you know do something. We haven't done anything in ages. Like you really you train to race, you know, well, a lot of people do. So that's what everyone wants to do. Everyone wants to race, and there hasn't been anything for a while. So it was it was good to uh, it's good to do something. Yeah, it's funny, man. I still in my head you're a fifteen hundred meter man. So the fact you've run. 10:26 around the 10 freaks me out. Like, did that was, was that somewhere where you thought you'd be, or did you think you'd you'd be a bit slower? Well, I, I sort of had like mixed mixed emotions a little bit after the race because I thought if I could run 10:30, I'd be really really happy. <laughs> but then I, I thought I might come about third, and then I came like I was bloody <laughs> last one in just about. And, but I ran quicker, like a lot quicker than I thought. So I don't know. I don't know how I felt about it. Well, it was funny. After the, as soon as the race finished, I, I went up and said, "Well done to Ben Buckingham." And he's like, "Mate, I've just run ten thirty-five for a lap of the ten, and I've got smoked." <laughs> he goes, "I don't oh. know." He goes, "I'm so happy with the time, but I've just been blown out of the water." 
Yeah. Oh, it's a little bit strange. You don't quite know how to uh, how to take it sometimes. It was such a cool vibe as well because you're all rocking around in your little Nike kit. Like it looks so legit. And uh, I don't know if you, I'm sure you would have noticed, but uh, there was just so many head turns taking place at the tan. And even even a few years ago, like when I was down there just doing my my K reps in three minutes or a bit over. Like you would fly past people and feel like a king. So I can't imagine what everyone on the tan was thinking that day when they had 20 blokes just sprinting past them at that pace. Yeah. Oh, I know some of the girls found that there was a bit of traffic out there, but we had a big, big group where I was. So I didn't really notice it was busy at all. I don't even remember seeing, I don't remember having to like go out of my path at all to go around anyone. So it was like, yeah, I know there was lots of people there, but it was they were pretty good. Like I think they were they knew what we were doing or you know saw us coming and they got out of the way. So that was that was that was pretty good. Made it a little bit easier. Yeah, even like Joseph Deng and Peter Bowl, who are eight hundred meter men. I saw the times that they run. I was like, come on, guys. Like, I reckon they've, they've you had to have taken a shortcut somewhere because the times that <laughs> busted out. It just uh, yeah, it blew my mind. It was and bloody Jack Rayner as well. What about his run? Mm. Did you suspect anything like that? Nah. <laughs> no, because he hadn't really been training that well. He'd been training like okay, but like not, you know, not at ten. What did he run? Ten sixteen or whatever. I don't think he trained <laughs> that good. <laughs> oh man, so funny. I um, I don't know if I, I don't think I told you this story, but I just I randomly saw Jack Rayner on the street here in Hawthorne a couple of it was like a month and a half ago now, and because I follow him on Insta and stuff, and I've I've been doing heaps of the podcast, I just assumed he knew who I was. <laughs> And uh, I went up to him. I was like, "Hey, Jack, how you going, mate?" And he just yeah. had a look on his face, like, "Who the hell is this bloke?" And he was trying. He was being <laughs> friendly or whatever. He's with his girlfriend, and my my wife. Oh, you know Jesse, obviously. Yeah. Jesse was, was with me, and uh, she's like, "Babe, I don't reckon this bloke knows you." I was like, "Give it a sec. He'll he'll know me. One sec." And I, I walked up to him, and I go, "Mate, uh, how you going?" And he's like, "Yeah, good, mate." And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, "This guy has no idea." And then I was trying to make it cool. I was trying to just play it calm and and, and play it real cool and collected. And I thought, "This is so embarrassing." So I had to. I was trying to dig upwards from there. Then I saw him down at the um at the time trial, and I just I just felt embarrassed. I just saw him. I was like, "Oh," <laughs> I was like, "Hey, bro, like, like, do you know who I am? Like, should I say good day?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, you're that bloke who like said good day to me on the street or whatever." I was like, "Yeah, no, that's." That's my reputation. So I'm trying to get him on the podcast so I can show him how cool I am. Oh, yeah. He'll come on. He loves it. Bro, he's a good fella. Yeah. Are you, too, probably, pretty, are you too pretty tight? Yeah, yeah, we're good mates. He's probably yeah. the best at, like, um, like if you comment on something on Strava, he, like, he'll reply to everyone. He's really good <laughs> like that. Is that. Okay, I've been shooting him some – I've been sneaking into his little DMs trying to trying to get him to read a message from me on – it's so funny, man. Like trying to get – it's good with blokes like you who sort of know who I am. So I can contact you and go, hey, George, like you want to come on? You can either say yes or, or piss off pretty comfortably. <laughs> and and either way, it's like it's it's no hard feelings. But with him, I don't know him. So it feels all official. Like I feel like I have to send this real fancy email like, hey, Jack, mate, got a podcast. I'd love you to come on. You interested? And then I think I sent the first one six months ago and it still hasn't been – you know how it sends you that little notification to say it's been read? Yeah. It hasn't even been open, so it's like a <laughs> – so, Gone missing. Yeah, I'm going to jump on Strava and uh, – and, and Just and comment, on, comment on his Strava. That's his uh, – that's the best way to get in touch with him, I reckon. He's a pretty funny fella, is he? Dude, the vibe I got, like if some random came up to me on the street, I would hope I was pretty cool, but he, he played it pretty well. Like I left thinking, oh, I think like, we could half still be friends, <laughs> but um, it would have been easy to give off I'm scared of this bloke vibe. Can you just leave me alone? Yeah, nah, he's all right, Jack. He, he's one of the good ones. Don't worry. He probably just hasn't seen your other message. <laughs> yeah, it's not as bad as um, I messaged. <clears throat> so to try and get just randoms on the on the podcast, I'll I'll just shoot them like it. Have you seen that that voice message feature that you can do on Instagram? You can send someone a voice message and just send it to them like a message. Yeah, I, I didn't know that, but yeah. Go uh, on. Anyway, bro, I messaged um, like I just sent a random one to Nick Simmons, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I, I hit record and I, I'd, he was like the first bloke I'd ever tried to do it for. So I was like, oh, it's something that it's a little bit more personable. Um, maybe he'll like it. Anyway, so I've hit record, but I didn't know that if you took your finger off record, it just automatically sent. Yeah. So I was like, I was recording this message to him and I was like, Nick, mate, uh, Tyson Popplestone from Melbourne would love to get you on the podcast. And I, and I sort of got tongue tied. I stumbled on a couple of my words. So I was like, Jesse was in the room. So I was like, oh, blah, 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 like. 
just making these dumb noises and I was just going to delete it and, and repeat it, like try a fresh one. Yeah. Anyway, I took my, took my thumb off and, uh, and it just sent this absolutely ridiculous message to him. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like chances are he'll never see it. Anyway, <laughs> about 10 minutes later, I just, I just double checked it just to make myself feel comfortable and it come up with scene. And I thought, oh, surely he'll respond just to take me out of my misery. Nothing. So I sent him another one. I go, bro, I wouldn't have responded to that either just for, for what it's worth. Anyway, me and him aren't tight apparently because I've got no response. I'm zero <laughs> for two. <laughs> That's all right. Persistence might pay off there. Oh, far out. So embarrassing doing this thing, man. Um, who else is in good form out there at the moment? I've, I've obviously, I've, I've got a pretty good idea that, um, like you and Dave McNeil are, because I saw the, the three k time trial you did the other day as well, which was rubbish conditions. I saw the photo you posted on Insta, and your beard just looked cold. So I could yeah. tell straight away that it was a. It's a rubbish day. And I remember, I remember seeing the photos and thinking, "Oh, it's pretty, it's pretty chilly out there today. Like it's a rough day for a three k time trial." And you guys got around pretty nicely. Yeah, um, it wasn't the best day, but it wasn't. Um, the good thing was it wasn't windy. It was a bit cold, but as long as it wasn't windy, that usually hurts you the most. So it wasn't. It was alright. I wasn't. Um, yeah, it was. It was. I was happy enough with it. I, th- I think I could have run. I think I can run around seven fifty maybe right now. So I was a little bit off that, but I just think it was, you know, if we did in the afternoon on a nice day, that might be the difference there. But um, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Dave was all right. Um, yeah, the three k. I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind doing another one because I felt like it brought me on a lot because we hadn't done anything in a little while. So true, man. I always used to feel that way as well. Like you can train as much as you want. And then it's almost like you need to just schedule in that one race as a blowout, hey, just to yeah. get the pub worked out. And then the next week you come back and for whatever reason you just feel you feel a million bucks. But it's weird as well. Like 3K, it's not it's not far enough to really care about too much heat. Like as long as it's not ridiculous, like 26 or 27 would be would be fine. But once it when it's real chilly, you feel like you need those fast snap fibers to to really warm up from the get-go. So that's the I reckon that's the problem with trying to line up a, a, a real fast one on a cold day. Was was yeah. that thrown on you, or did you guys know you had that? No, nah, I knew about that one. I knew that one maybe like four days out, five days out, maybe four days. Yeah. So still pretty short notice, but more than the day of, so that's all right. <laughs> so how did you how did you structure it? Like, did you go out at a certain pace, or did you have a 750 goal in mind, and you just sort of went out and tried to run that, and second half was a bit slower? Well, we were trying to run like like sixty four, so two forty. And um, the guy that the guy that paced the guy paced the first sort of like eight hundred. He was probably like sixty five, sort of sixty four area. So we're probably a little bit off. And then Stewie did the last six laps with us, and like pacing, and he got us going a little bit. But I just I just found it really hard to move forward like Dave sort of maybe fell off after about a mile so it was just it's just hard to keep pushing forward I don't know I'm not the best like time trialer I'm more of like more into like I'm better in a race so it's probably not my ideal thing but I just think yeah like if there was a couple more people around I think I could run 750 so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to do the maths in my head I reckon I reckon you'll run around the tens worth faster than 750 yeah, maybe. But you got to remember, like, the tan's, like, mostly downhill. Like, I mean, it's Anderson Street, but once you get up there, it's downhill the rest of the way, so you can get a bit of a uh, bit of time back. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Man, it's been a few years since I've been there. Did you guys – Um, I'm jumping around, but with that with that time trial that you guys did uh, – sorry, not the time trial, the tan race that you did, did you guys pretty much just all stay as a pack until the top of Anderson Street Hill and then just try and wind it up as you came down? <laughs> So Stewie took off from the gun, like just I heard like, that actually. Yeah. Bang! Like <laughs> he put so much into us in the first like K, you know, before he started going up the hill, and then it pretty much just stayed the same gap the whole way. Um, we had a, we had pretty much everyone else in the pack. Like it would have been um, like Brett, Rainer, Smack, me, Dave, Bucks in the pack, and then we got went up Anderson Street, and when they when when they started going down the hill. Like, um, Robbo really started smashing it and I needed to like catch my breath a little bit. So I sort of, I sort of fell off a little bit after Anderson street. And then we pretty much split up a bit the pack, but not too much. 
I sort of fell right back and then came came back through and nearly caught a few of them at the end. But, yeah, um, pretty much as a pack. Like, it, it, we had a really good little uh, little group going together there. So it was pro- that's probably why we all ran so quick. Just had a big group until, you know, the last mile or so. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was it was pretty unreal. It was so funny looking at Big Smack as well. For anyone who's not in Australia, Smack's Sam McEntee's a – what's he run for 5K, like 13-17 or something? Yeah. It's funny looking at him on the start line because I saw all you boys. I was just complimenting you before on your kit, and he was there, and I, he just looked like a um. He had like his his t-shirt on and his ba- not basketball shorts, but they may as well have been. Yeah. And then it wasn't until I saw him coming down the finish in about ten twenty whatever that I thought, who the hell is this bloke? It took me it took me a minute, but it just he looked so out of place. He needs yeah. to he, he needs to get that Nike kit on. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But he he ran really well also. That's what I mean. Like everyone ran pretty good, even if you had a bad day. Like Brett probably had a, you know, not not his best day, but he still ran ten twenty six. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm scared to see what big uh, big Rambo, big Matty Ramson would run. He looks like he's in good form. Yeah, I mean, he did a um, race around their sort of version. I think it's called Lake Monga. It's like their version of the tan, and he ran sort of like 240s which is yeah. pretty good going i saw the video of it it was um yeah it was pumping it was the same vibe it was like um just it was cool watching that video as well because you can see you can see how into myself i am i get excited whenever i turn ahead when i run real fast so that's what i noticed during these races i saw all the heads turn and looking at rambo and i was like oh mate you're just making a point out there but that like that was sick and then did you see his 2k time troll the other day yeah he was flying that was pretty impressive hey yeah, he's going pretty well right now. He's probably uh, he probably really needs a few track races to to show everyone how good a shape he's in. Yeah, I can't wait for it all to get back to normal. Are you um are you pretty much training as normal? Like, are you just are you just doing your foundation phase and then um just got your fingers crossed for some races to kickstart again, or, or, or what's the what's the sort of go with your training and stuff at the moment? It's so funny, Melbourne's annoying at the moment, isn't it? Like, you look at the rest oh. of Australia. I heard we've got thirty thousand people coming to the footy in Queensland this week, and then <laughs> Melbourne, it's like me and Jesse are allowed in the house, and if anyone else comes over, you get fined two grand. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, but, to say um, the least. Yeah, so training at the moment, like basically since the start of um COVID, we went back to like two sessions a week, so track session on the Tuesday and threshold on the friday the first um the first bout of restrictions when you could only work like do training groups of two we would just do like pretty much eight by k every week and just wherever like we went to a bunch of different places to do do some training and then threshold i would go to brayside park and then albert park sometimes but then just the last week stewie stewie mcswain and i have been back to like normal training so we did Hills on Saturday, threshold Thursday, and we've done the track today. So, yeah. So, where are you guys doing your hills? Wattle Park. Oh yeah, of course, mate. That yeah, yeah. that's a for anyone who hasn't been to Wattle Park. That's a what's that like a not a four k loop, three and a half k loop? Would it be? Um, no, nah, it's probably even shorter. It's probably like just over two. But it's yeah. a hard, it's a hard two k. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a hard two k. Do you know? Has it, have you got the elevation and stuff on it? Because there's just that first. I don't know where you guys start, but uh, is it Alga Alga Road? Is the bottom of the the big the big hill? The big hill, yeah. And then you sort yeah. of it's uphill for about five hundred meters. Yeah, and then you go down and it's up a really steep short one. Yeah, there's, there's there's like three main hills for um Wattle Park and like yeah the way we do it we sort of just go like steady jog down the hill steady on the flat sort of thing and then go hard up the hills and we do three laps like it's not really far but it's always pretty tough yeah tough so, oh yeah man i've done a couple down there as well i used to go down there with um like zach and newman and who else was there there's a few boys a few boys running around i'm trying to think i've, I've blanked anyway but um that was that was sort of when I was just coming back last or a couple of years ago to try and run a marathon, and it was every time every Saturday morning when we would go down there, I would I would always wonder why I put my foot back into the running world because it was like <laughs> you just knew it was going to be painful. So when you guys are doing your hills, you're not meaning like you don't 
just run up the hill fast and then jog down slow, you're always incorporating into sort of a threshold run, are you? Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of like threshold or a bit easier even than threshold, like between the hills. So we do just do like a lap of the outside and just go really hard up all the hills. Yeah, and and how long how long do you run for? How long are you running around um, Waddle Park for when you do so those got, sessions? I've got the data here for you. It's we do three laps, mm-hmm. and it's se- it's seven k, and seventy five meter elevation gain. But that doesn't it sounds like nothing, and it's it's way harder than that. If <laughs> it's not not sounding like it's too hard, yeah. seventy five meter elevation, but it is really tough. I guess so, if you if you're gaining that in um seven k, that's pretty decent. Yeah. So how does the elevation work? Is that so? I know I, I always see that on Strava, and I'm I, I see most of my runs here in the city are pretty much at zero. <laughs> yeah. I see I see some of the um the numbers that the boys put up who go out to Fernie Creek and stuff, and that gets pretty solid. But what so what does it work? It just means like the the overall elevation, like the highest point that you've run from where you've started. Is that right? No, I think it's um. I'm not 100 percent sure, and I've definitely argued with people before on it, but I don't actually know. Just pretend like I know. <laughs> but it's – I think it's like the – all the amount – like the the total amount of elevation you've gained for the whole run, not – because like at Fernie, it'll be like 800 metres elevation. So it's not – Oh, yeah. It's like we've you've run uphill 800 metres essentially. Yeah. Yeah, that is deceptive, isn't it? Like, I reckon if you if you saw those numbers and then went and did the session at Waddle Park, it, it definitely feels like it's more than 75 then. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's why I like – I wish I didn't read it out now because <laughs> it sounds like I'm real soft. <laughs> looking over nothing. No, I've got your back, bro. I've got your back. I challenge anyone who's thinking that soft to um to fly over to Melbourne and have a crack. Are you are you out there every week? Um. Oh, so in usual training we are, like, so we don't always do the three loops. That's just – we have been doing it a lot recently, but sometimes we'll do like – there's a 500-metre like little oval up the, up in the middle of the top of the park. So we'll do like 500-metre laps for threshold and we might do like, you know, four laps or five laps or six laps, something like that, and then do some short hills. So you can get a 300-metre pretty steep hill. And so we'll do like maybe – 3k threshold four steep hills 3k threshold four steep hills bloody hell something like that but it just varies nick always changes it like the i think the overall goal of the session is the same but just changes a few little things to you know keep it interesting so i've heard that about nick actually like he just likes to he'll throw a spanner in the works from time to time and i was i actually i went on a run with Benny Bucks a couple of weeks before that time. Fastest run of all time, just quietly. I went out for an easy jog with with Bucks, and um, I said, mate, I'm, I'm not in, like, amazing shape. Do you mind just going easy on me? And I, I don't know what we were averaging, but I wasn't in shape to run it. And But I'm, I'm guessing it was close to four minutes for about 12K. I almost made a return to the sport. It was that quick. And at the end, <laughs> I, go, I go, mate, that was that was brutal. Like, because he was just jogging along, and um, you know what he's like? He'd like having a having a good chat i said mate i can't like i can't talk anymore i'm, I'm puffed and he goes yeah sorry mate i was a bit toey i had a little niggle the last couple of days so i was just so happy to get out there again um <laughs> why did i tell you that story what were you talking about um water park the hills oh that's right yeah yeah and on that run he was like uh he goes mate i i never know what bitters is going to throw at us after a session he's like I, i've just got my fingers crossed when i cross the line in a race that he's just going to go gentle, but he goes. Chances are, like if it's a, even if it's a good race, he'll pull me up and he'll be like, all right, we're going to just do ten laps at seventy fours or something. Like he'll always, yeah. he's got that reputation, does he? Um. Oh yeah. You never. You never quite sure. <laughs> I'm never quite sure. Even you when know. you rock up to a, a normal session. Yeah. Like. That's what I mean. Like today, I had no idea we were doing a one k. <laughs> I didn't even bring spikes. Like I probably would have liked to wear spikes if I had known, but. That's all right. But, yeah, uh, it's, it's always a bit of a mixed bag with bitters. That's funny, man. He's doing something right, though. Yeah, I was, I was looking at – um actually, uh, not long after – you hooked me up, actually. Um, remember last time we did our podcast? It must have been – was that last year now? I reckon it was December or something. Um. Yep. Yeah, it would have been. Because since then, you lined me up with that with that chat with Jen, 
And it wasn't yep. long after I, I spoke to Jen that she went out and, and just smoked the tan as well. Yes, yes, in March, I think, or April maybe. But, yeah, she broke the R10 record. Yeah, man. She was another one. That was funny because um, <clears throat> speaking about trying to get people on the show, like there's there's so many ways to look creepy doing it when you don't know them too well. And especially <laughs> with Jen, like I read her comments sometimes. And I'm like, oh, no, like there's I'm going to send one message. And then if she doesn't respond, I'm just going to leave it because there's so many creepy messages that get fired her way, which yeah. is um, which is great entertainment. But I remember I sent her a message on Facebook a while ago. I was like, hey, Jen, you're keen to come on the show. No response. And then like the day after I did the podcast with you, I don't know if you put in a good word or what, but she messaged me back. She's like, hey, sorry for the delay. I'm sitting here with Geordie. And um, he told me you're keen to do a chat. Let's line it up. Oh, yeah. Well, glad I could facilitate. Mate, <laughs> standard Geordie Williams. Always, deliver, always delivers, you reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, where's your beard gone? Yeah, I don't know. I just got sick of it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a bit like that. Sometimes I'll just, I've just had enough. <laughs> it was, um, it was getting really long. Bit, bit hard to tame. Kept falling out. Like, no, I don't think you can go bald on your face. But like, <laughs> just be bloody because it's so wiry. Just be like thick hairs everywhere. It's sort of grossing me out a little bit. <laughs> There's probably no one else would notice, but, like, I notice it, so I think it's gross. Yeah, you had the Conor McGregor look going on, I reckon. Oh, yeah? I was so jealous. I reckon if anyone – bro, I've got baldness of the face. It's possible. <laughs> I don't know. but It was almost like I'd gotten heaps of hair and then was starting to go bald. <laughs> like it's, like, full circle. I don't even know if that's how it works. <laughs> well, just in random patches. I don't know. No, it wasn't like that. It just, like. So much of it was falling out. I don't know. It was weird. Maybe I wasn't, like, taking care of it or something or <laughs> playing with it too much. <laughs> you, you had that real mountain man look going on. It's just whenever I see a bloke with a beard like that, I just – I know they're in hard training. It just – it screams <laughs> that you're in the midst of a heavy block. It's something about it. It's like that Samson in his hair. You, you can't cut it, otherwise you lose your strength. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I guess I've I guess I've – I'm out of hard training. I'm going soft now. Shave the beard. <laughs> <laughs> I got a I got a little momentary glimpse. And and what'd you? I know I tell you this every time you you come on the podcast, but you definitely the the battle is in my wife's opinion. I keep saying my wife. I forget you know her. In Jesse's opinion, the battle's between you and Lukey Matthews as the best looking man in distance running. Oh, surely I'll take the cake there. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> a it's a it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm going to put out a thing on Instagram to uh. To see, so I reckon Jesse Jesse uh, votes for you because she. Well, in fairness, she likes a man with a beard, which I'm not <laughs> sure why she's with me because I've I've I can get a 12 year old's goatee and then it, I think it starts to fall out like what you were talking about. Yeah, but I plugged the Lukey Matthews episode because uh, I did a, a members only episode with him a few weeks ago as well, and um, I plugged him as the best looking man in distance running, and I felt like I was cheating on you when I said it. Yeah, look, I'm a bit disappointed, Tyus. I will say it. <laughs> Are you? Um, I know he's not training with you guys anymore, but are you and Lukey Matthews good mates? Oh, not not so much. Like, I just haven't seen him at all. Like since he left our group, I don't know. I think he it wasn't the greatest uh, ending with him and Bitters. So oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. we don't see too much of each other. It makes it awkward, doesn't it? It's it's so weird. Like I remember a few years ago, or ten, like eight years ago now, probably. I left my old running coach, who was a superstar, Rod Griffin. And you feel like you're just ending like a, it's it's harder to break up with your running coach than it is to break up with a a girlfriend, I imagine. Like it's just there's so much time and effort and um, stuff that goes into it that when you call it off, it it's hard to make a clean break, isn't it? Oh, impossible. I I uh, don't see myself leaving bidders anytime soon, so not an issue I'm going to have to face, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, how long you been unless training he, with unless, MT? Unless he throws, unless he throws me out, then that's the story. <laughs> How long have you been training with Bitters for now? It's a, a few years. Yeah, so I sort of started training, like, with Jeff Risley, you know, back, oh, like 2008 and nine sort of time. And, like, I would, like, I sort of would do sessions with, <clears throat> Nick's sessions with Jeff, but, like, Richard Huggins was my coach back then. And then sort of maybe... Nick took over maybe 2010, 
and so he, Nick was coaching me 2010, 2011, 2012, and then I went to um, went to Villanova. But I was always I spoke to Nick a lot when I was in college. We had a still had a you know pretty good relationship, and then picked me back up for coaching as soon as I finished. So yeah, if you want to call it straight through, like coming up to ten years. Bloody hell. how old are you now? 27, 28? Yeah. Twenty eight this year. So that's pretty much um what, what times did you run it at eighteen? That was sort of yeah, what seventeen, eighteen was where you started just to, to light some fires around the place, wasn't it? Like you were you were going nuts at about eighteen. Yeah, so I think in twenty ten I ran three forty four. And then the next year I ran three thirty nine in twenty eleven. At and age then, 19, were you? Oh, no. Sorry, 340 Yeah. at age 19. No, at age, oh, yeah, 18, 19. And then in 2012, around 336 at 19. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why would you leave bitters? There's some uh, – there's and and you've been you've been consistent ever since. Like it's funny, you know how you'll see some people just come out and run a, run like a three thirty five, three thirty six, and it'll be a ridiculous run. But you can pretty much you can pretty much mark you down any day of the week if you're racing a fifteen hundred to to get around the mark, aren't you? Like you're you're fairly consistent. I know you're not supposed to really go along and agree with all this, but I can <laughs> I can say it for you, and you can just sign off on it. But um, I, I feel like it's quite like it's quite a theme across a lot of athletes like i put stewie in that same boat jackie rain is in the same boat brett in the same boat like there's it seems that bitters gets his group to a to a level where you you just seem to be super consistent all through the year and, and it trips me out like when i <clears throat> caught up with stewie a few months ago for the podcast he was telling i don't know if we spoke about it but he was telling me that when he ran 331 he'd barely done any 1500 any 400 work faster than like 60 second pace yeah yeah, no, that doesn't pretty surprise normal. me. Like occasionally we'll do like like we did today the one k time trial, but that's probably half half because you know there's nothing race wise going on at the moment. But even um, even still, like maybe once or twice a year we do something fast. Sometimes like Grego and myself will do three or four sessions a year that are pretty quick, a bit more like lactic, you know, because we still dabble in the 800 and the 1500 rounds usually you have to have the have to have the speed to do to get through so we do a little bit more maybe but not not much i'd say five sessions a year they're speed based you know that, out of out of if we train every tuesday out of 52 five are fast yeah and what does a speed session look like then if you're if you got i, I can imagine your speed sessions are still got a little bit of volume behind it yeah. Uh, so in in 2018, we were trying a few different things, doing a lot more like just pure lactic. Just go, at, honestly, as hard as you can and just see how you go. <laughs> and like that might have been like we did two by 500 one day, as hard as you could go, and I was just finished. I couldn't, couldn't do the rest of the session because <laughs> I had so much lactic. <laughs> I just laid on the track for about half an hour. And then like one, t- like one time I tried to do – five five four hundreds in 52 oh you shouldn't do that yeah i got four and then i started blowing up a little bit <laughs> did you get the but, fifth one done no nah, uh i can't remember if it was five or six but like bitters made me stop because he's like nah you, you're not gonna be able to like i had to if i slowed down from 52 that was it and i, I think one of them i ran 53 like the fourth or the fifth one or something so i can't quite remember exactly but um yeah but yeah we've done it like so yeah 2018 we experimented a little but i i kind of said to nick i didn't like i didn't like it too much not doing the volume because i feel like i don't know i I really like the feeling of when you can just knock out a, a good session and you're really fit and you just feel like superman yeah whereas i know some people like to just go fast but I don't know. I feel like if you're really fit, you can just go fast anyway. So you don't. I don't need to worry. I don't feel like I need to worry about it that much. Do you ever feel like um? I used to. I don't know if it was just psychological, but I used to laugh because 
at the start of track season, you would always speak to someone who just busted out a fast time and they're like, yeah, no, I haven't even done any speed work yet. Like, I can't wait to see what I yeah. do at the end of the season. But I always used to feel like my, my legs were, you know, when you're running in a dream and you, your legs just don't move. Yeah. I used to feel like that if I hadn't done too much speed work. But um, like, how do you, do you ever feel that? Or how do you counter that? Like the, or you can just go out with volume and as long as you've done like a little bit of pace within your sessions, you're, you're pretty comfortable. Yeah, so I here's an unpopular opinion for you. I think speed work's a myth. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, I've never really felt like I've needed to do it. Like I remember in um, 2017 when I had a really good year and made world champs semifinal and stuff, I we barely did anything. A couple of like, you know, sessions where they're specific to 1500 but not like full burning lactic sessions. Not like yeah, the 400 I'd, session that you're just talking about, sort of thing. No, I did that no. in 2019, I think. But um, yeah, it's I don't know. I feel like I never really need to do it. I just I just think when I'm really fit, um, I'm really confident, and you know everything's coming kind of easy. It's like it doesn't really matter what you like. That's at the end of the day, it, there's lots of ways to do it. It doesn't really matter what you do as long as you feel like you're ready to go you know yeah. that's that's mostly what it is like the confidence is more than anything like anyone can anyone can train really training is not no secret like there's no secret what we do it's interesting Just, you say it because I've, I've been um chatting to the mtc crew a, a little bit through this podcast and yeah i've noticed like everyone seems fairly open about the training it's not like anyone's holding cards too close to their chest sometimes especially at the start i felt felt like I was prying a bit. I was like, look, I don't want to give away any of your secrets. And I feel like every one of you is like, no, nah, it's like no secret. This, this, yeah. is exa- this is exactly what it is. If you can do it, good on you. If you're talented enough to keep doing it and you can get good results, yeah, go for it. But um, it's funny because I feel like some groups like to really play their cards close to their chest, but probably arguably the best group, probably easily the best group in Australia is the group that's going, yeah, nah, all right, this is exactly what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, and like I know I had a – bit of a chat with bitters about this the other day we were just talking about some some sort of training other groups and stuff would do and that often when bitters would tell the the training of what we were doing the other coaches wouldn't wouldn't laugh but they're just like i don't know how they can run so quick like all they're doing is eight by a k you know stuff like that yeah so, I saw, it's funny because even like i've been involved in the sport for so long and even that's my initial reaction as well but the proof's in the pudding like all you have to do is look at the end of season times that you guys are putting up and you go okay well maybe there's maybe there's something in that i think it's a it's probably a bit of a american thing what you know they do these super sessions with these crazy times and they tell everyone about it and advertise it and it's probably like makes a lot of people a bit disillusioned of what's really important like i know it's great to be able to do um you know a bunch of 400s in 55 off three minutes break but like what are you really getting out of it like what are you really getting out of it in the end of the day like probably not much yeah yeah it's not yeah. really that quick and it's not really that endurance based yeah it's a good point yeah i, I know um centro would do these sessions in like you know he'd try and do reps at sub 50 for 400 like that's that's different because that's really fast so you know you're definitely getting something out of that but you know you don't want to go too much slower otherwise it's just sort of a nothing area yeah yeah i know what you mean it's funny isn't it because you can get so caught up i know i used to love it when i'd come home after a monster session of um especially if it was a time trial of some sort and just a time trial and listening to you speak about the session that you did this morning like it, it makes sense to get so much volume um in before because uh, otherwise like a 1k time trial it's a really hard hit out but it's quite a small session at the end of the day if that's all you did yeah but the conversions okay. sorry sorry to interrupt you bro i yeah, keep i keep doing that what were you gonna no, say right. um yeah like like you were saying the 1k time trial like it's hard but in five minutes time you could probably do a full session <laughs> For, yeah yeah but that's after true five or ten minutes you're probably like all right yeah what's next yeah like once you pick yourself up off the track. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I had a I had a session a, 
it must have been 2012 or something. I think I did a I did a 1K time trial and I ran 2:29, and then a couple of minutes break and did like a it must have been a low 40s for 300 meters at the time, which was a, like a really great session for me. And um, I thought, oh gee, I'm going to come out and run 3:45, which would have been a massive PB. And I remember it was weird. It was it, it seemed like I just peaked in that session, and it was a uh, it was funny as well. Like I think towards the end of track season, I had a bit of a reputation for I'd come out in October or November and I'd be in awesome shape. And I think because of the fact that maybe I just put so much work during track season, just on that high that high pace, um, short sessions, by the time sort of February, March or the business end of the domestic season came around, I always seemed like I had no, nothing left in my tank. It was really strange. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, definitely – people make that mistake I, I, we would do it in college because there was so much like f- for Villanova like a lot of our season was based around the Penn Relays it was just this big race in um in Philly there and after that you train so much for after that for, for sorry for Penn Relays and then after that there's probably a month and a half of the season left and you just sort of piece it together with a few speed sessions and You'd just be running out, of, running out of gas by the end of the season. You yeah. Usually have your wor- some of your worst performances. You just, <laughs> you just just haven't done the training. With Penn Relays, I was looking through your Instagram today for a good photo of you to post on um to post on my Insta to advertise this episode, and I saw a photo of you um in the. But most of the people in the grandstand looked like they were they were black though. So I'm guessing I reckon you were in Jamaica or something. Like it didn't look like that was in. In America, that wasn't Penn Relays. It was like a massive grandstand behind you. You had won. You had your fist up in the air. That would have been, it? yeah, that would have been Penn Relays. Where was Definitely. that? Pennsylvania in Philly. Bloody hell. Because it's, um, it's a really big – it's it's weird. They Loads and loads of Jamaicans come over because they have this ah, – they have okay. like the high school 4 by one is like massive and they're like super competitive. Like, their high school scene's, like, on another level, like their high school sprint scene. So they, like, heaps of people come over, like families, they come to watch and everything, so. Oh, what the heck, man. I just assumed, yeah. I, I literally looked in the um, looked at the grandstand, I thought, that's got to be Africa or Jamaica or something. But they, what, so there's just so much talent coming from wherever these people are travelling from, so everyone just gets on board. Because the, the stadium was packed, man. Like, I don't know how many people are in there. Yeah, oh, it's a big, it's a huge stadium. Um. They reckon the the year Usain Bolt went and did the pen relays one year for like Jamaica, and um, they reckon there was sixty thousand there. So it wouldn't have been that. Maybe be like twenty or thirty thousand there, probably. Far out. Not a bad place to take the final league when you guys win on a day like that. Oh yeah, no, it was awesome. <laughs> was that the biggest? How many? Um, that'd be close to the biggest audience you've run in front of. How how many were at the Commonwealth? Uh, Oh, now some of the Diamond Leagues, I guess, would be massive as well, are they? I think that was pretty big. It'd be between that. So the Com Games final in um, on the Gold Coast, that was the final day and the final, like that was like the final track event, 1500. So oh. there was heaps of people there because <laughs> like, everyone's trying to get tickets for the last day. It was really hard to get tickets for that. And then the other one maybe was um, World Champs semi-final because there was um yeah in london they're just the biggest athletics fans in the world so it was pretty packed like it was probably almost full of the you know queen elizabeth stadium so yeah where the uh where the olympics was it was probably an eighty thousand stadium yeah man that's insane i remember that um that gold coast uh commonwealth games final i left a wedding ceremony that we drove up to sydney for to watch that we were, <laughs> I was so nervous for you. I um, I actually at the start of that race, I, I thought Grego could win it. Like I didn't know what kind of form he was in or or anything like that. But just from the names on the start list, and then mate, you came out of the water and and showed them all how it was done. Yeah, no, it was a uh, it was a good race. It was awesome. The the crowd there was unreal. Like I did like a stride around the bend, like just before the start, and it just it must have been a hundred people saying go Geordie. I don't even yeah. know a hundred people. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, is that a crazy experience? I remember I was uh, my dad and I went to the Athens Olympics, and um, obviously we're in in Greece. And the Australians, Johnny, do you know John Stephenson? Yep. 
Yeah, okay. Well, he was he was on that team, and I remember they were coming around the bend after they had. I think they finished maybe second or second. Th- yeah, they got yeah. Bombed. Yeah, and that oh, was silver. Sorry, silver. Silver, yeah, and that was stoked. And I remember I'd spent a hundred bucks on an Aussie flag um, to go over and take it over there. I'd been down to uh, Aussie disposals and got myself like a really good quality one. And I yeah. thought oh, I'll just keep this as memorabilia. And I was waving it around or whatever. And I was nineteen at the time, so I didn't have a hundred bucks in my bank account. But as John Stephenson ran past, um, dude, I I panicked. I got so excited, I just threw it to him. <laughs> so- he had your flag. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so I wonder, he's probably still got it, man. But can you tell him I, I need it back? Because I, yeah. I need to return it to Aussie Disposals to get my money back. Yeah, you're looking for that refund. Oh, bro. Yeah, so, and that was that was Athens, and there was quite a few Aussies just lingering around there yelling out. So, yeah, it would have been next level up on the Gold Coast. It would have been, was that a, just a ridiculous buzz before you hit the start line? Oh, yeah. I was so nervous. I get really nervous. Like, I, I, I probably don't show it, but, like, Definitely nervous on the inside, especially for that one. That was really – getting yeah. nervous thinking about it. <laughs> Dude, you definitely don't strike me as the kind of bloke who gets nervous. I reckon on the surface, yeah, you look cool, calm. Were you nervous before 10? Because you looked as cool as a bloody cucumber. Uh, a little bit, but not not too bad just because – I was probably nervous just because there's a bit of unknown more than anything. Like, I, I know the race didn't really matter, so I wasn't really nervous because of that, but, yeah. Just because we hadn't done anything in a little while, yeah. Just, just wanted to have a good, good, good run. There's a weird energy as well. Once you get like, once you get a stadium filled with people, like even in the audience. So, dude, I um actually here's a here's a funny story for you. When we were in Athens, so the the 1500 meter final. So obviously it was Al Garuja's last last crack at the title. Um, it was up against Bernard Lagat. Like there was plenty of people out there. And I remember, dude, I felt like I was struggling to hold it together in the audience because I was I was so cheering for Al Garouge. I wanted him to win. He was like my little childhood hero. Yeah. And then, so craziest thing, bro. He won the um he won the race. My dad and I had these amazing tickets, and we were just surrounded by a, a massive Moroccan group. And so he won the race. And when he won, he walked over to the fence in front of all these Moroccans who were freaking out because obviously they were as, as nervous as me and as excited. And when he actually won the race and everyone was relieved, it was just like this crazy, crazy vibe. So, dude, all these Moroccans, all super excited, ran down to the fence. Al ran up to the fence and I cut through all the Moroccans <laughs> and he was going through hugging everyone. My dad's right behind me with a video camera and he's going through. So after Al won his 2004 1500, I've, on video, my dad – filmed me giving El Garouge like a massive hug, like celebrating <laughs> with all this. But then, bro, that was the – um. I say that because that was me getting caught up in the stadium mindset. I was so embarrassed with my behaviour. And then on the way home, I'd, I'd been re-watching the video, re-watching it, rewind because I was like, I can't believe I just held El Garouge. Anyway, my dad fell asleep on the bus on the way home and started snoring, and I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, I can't believe my dad. So, so I thought what I'll do, I'll film it. So I took out the video camera – and I just started recording my dad snoring on a bus, and we Take got over it. bro. We got home and yeah. we went to we went to relive the moment together. My dad had spent however many grand taking me to these Olympics, like it was a dream for me. Nineteen years old, hugging Al Garouge, seventeen or something. I was anyway. Um, and uh, bro, so he won the race. He jogged around. I ran down, bust through all these Moroccans, went for the, and all of a sudden it was just my dad snoring on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Most devastating. I don't know where that story came from. I think you just got stuck on stadium mentality and the things that go on in those places. So I um, that was like a weird twist of a, a weird story just to explain the uh, hey I know stadium mentality, but it was more an excuse just to tell you a story about Al Garouge and me hugging. <laughs> yeah, mate, unless you got any evidence, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you bastard. That's what my dad says. He goes, I reckon we must have dreamt it. Uh, well, what's on for the next few weeks, George? What do you what do you got planned? Um, not much really. I'm, uh, I'm going back to uni to do my master's. So that starts in two weeks. What are you studying again? I remember you told me last time and I've forgotten. So I did like bachelor of business or like yeah. business administration, yeah. like in America, they just, the wording's a little funny, but it's essentially commerce. And then, um, I'm going to do a master in finance. Yeah. Beautiful, man. Oh, that'd be good. Okay. Yeah, it should keep me busy i figure we're going to be here for about 12 months so may as well not piss it away <laughs> dude honestly if anyone hasn't apart from races i reckon 
the best sport to be involved in right now is is distance running, isn't it? Oh yeah. Well, it's good because like you can, you don't really need too much. You don't need to meet in big groups and like it'd be nice to have a race, but you can challenge yourself in other ways for the meantime. So it's not a bad one to be involved in. So you don't know of any other time trials that we need to keep an eye on you for at the moment, hey? Not yet. Like they come up with very little notice. I've found. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I can let you know if something comes up. There was uh, whispers of another 3K for the like for the Steigen challenge. There was a whispers of another th- 3K, but not confirmed just yet. Has anyone run faster around the world than 7:57 at the moment? I don't think so. As far as I know, I'm still on top. Come on, come on, George. What's the prize money? Five grand, is it, or two grand or something? Two, two US. Yes. So it's the 14th of July right now, so I'm nearly, nearly made it halfway. Oh, and what right. did you have? The, did you have the Steigen kit on, or you weren't allowed to? Nike would have grabbed at you. Yeah, probably. I didn't wear. It. I wore Nike. I didn't wear Steigen. Not allowed to. But um, it's, it's two grand US if you if you're the fastest and it's a 500 bonus if you are wearing Steigen. Okay. Oh, gee, so I've, had to, I've, I've had to forego the bonus. It's a pretty cool concept. That'd be, oh, dude, I hope you get it. Do you know if anyone else has lined up a, a 3K or are you just going to have to sit tight? Yeah, not that I know of. I think I'm just going to have to wait and see how it all goes. All right, well, keep us posted. I'll be I'll be keeping a close eye. Yeah, let us know if you're going to do another three k. I might come down with streamers and be your cheer squad. Yeah, why not? You can be <laughs> you can um you can be the you can do the video. We have you have to video it, so maybe you can do the video. Wait, dude, honestly, any any way I can contribute, just um <laughs> let me know. Let me know. No, that'll be good. Wait, how's uh how's little? Oh, actually, are you still with little Mrs. Williams? <laughs> Mrs. Williams, yeah, Sarah, yeah, she's good. <laughs> So right. I was just t- I was just checking for all our female members. Yeah, sorry, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Spoken for. <laughs> Heart, I can hear, I can just hear hearts breaking. That's right. Yeah, no, she's going all right. She was uh, training really well, but she's had a bit of a sore foot the last week, so she just had to have take it easy for a week or two, and she'll be all right. So what, what's her event? What does she run? She's sort of eight eight and fifteen hundred. Yeah. Okay. Has she yeah. been busting out of – oh, no, obviously she's injured. There's so been nothing – yeah, but, like, yeah. there's been not much going on. But she's uh, she's been in really good shape. So would have been good to see her do a 3K for this um, – for Steigen. But, yeah, not at the minute. But, I mean, something will come up in a month's time, no doubt. Seems like there's – you know, with, with not much going on, there's still little things popping up here and there. So do you know if the Gregsons are back in back in town? Will they have a crack at a 3K? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they, they probably will. But um, they're still up in Queensland at the moment. I reckon they, they'll probably stay up in Queensland and do the 3K there so they can get uh, the benefits of the good weather. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, you don't come back down to Melbourne to do a 3K. I'm starting to think maybe we should factor in a, a bit of a time handicap for the good weather. <laughs> yeah. It's Dude, a bit unfair. It's a bit it is unfair. unfair. It is unfair. I've, I know you've had some good races up in Queensland, as have I. And uh, yeah. I think that weather that weather has something to do with it. Um, yeah, dude, I, I was about to say I could pace you for a lap or two, but I went to do some hill sprints this morning, and I don't know what happened. I went for a jog down in Gippsland the other day, and um, I've done the old man calf like I've never had it before. <laughs> and I got I got five k's into it, or probably seven k's into an eight k run, and I was like, oh no, what's going on here? And then this morning I forgot about it and just went to go do some hill sprints, and. Um, it, ended, it turned into a one-hour walk in my little tiny shorts around Hawthorne, so that was embarrassing. <laughs> so I'm going to have to, uh, yeah, just uh, withdraw any applications to be pacemaker. So, yeah, stream, uh, streamers and film crew. Well, when that calf recovers, you'll have to let us know we'll <laughs> get you down to something else. Awesome, brother. Awesome. So, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go in a sec, but what you were saying, you've, you've just moved into a new place, have you? That, that room you're sitting in looked pretty empty. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, where, so. Where are you based? But, I am living in Brighton right now. So I didn't move far. I lived in Elwood with my mum, but I've just moved to to Brighton. Uh, it's a good spot. Great little house. Got um, Sarah stays here most nights. And um, living another guy. Again. Yeah, I live with another guy, Cash Shaw. So it's his. It's it's a long story, but it's actually his family home. But his parents sold it, so we're renting it off the new owners. <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh dude the the triathlete cast 
Yeah, Cashaw. Uh, yeah, yeah. I used to do a bit of running with him down with um, Watchroom's group before he – oh, no, I was thinking Riley. I was going to say before he finished up. How's Cass going? Is he, is he going all right? Yeah, so he's not – he's taking a bit of a step back from triathlon at the moment, but he's just doing uh, – he's just running at the moment. Yeah. So he's enjoying it. He's trying to be a bit more serious with just running. I think he, Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe triathlon doesn't – didn't quite work out for him. And I think he's, he's a good runner, so. He's a good runner, yeah. yeah. I've seen him bust out some good sessions. Yeah, and the other other guy I live with, Tom Thorpe. He he was at that tan race. He ran 10.44, I think, 10.45. Not Tommy Forthorpe, did you say? Or No, nah, Tom Thorpe. Bloody hell. Dude, that trips me out that there's a bloke who's run 10.45 and I haven't – I'm not familiar with his name yet. Yeah. Is he a young he's guy or – Yeah, young, yeah. 23, 24. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he was – it's actually – it was great the way he ran the race. So he said they got up to the top of the hill and he was in a pack with, like, um, Pete Boll, Jeff Risey, Joe Deng, like, Pato, and, like, that big group. And he said when when they got to the top of the hill, he took the lead and he, he towed him, kept the pace going the whole way. And then about 400 metres to go, they, they all kicked to go and go round him. And then <laughs> – and then with 100 to go, he finds a bit extra and gets around them all. <laughs> <laughs> so he was he was pretty happy. It was, that was actually, I think, of all the runs, I think either Rayner or him was the run of the day, in my opinion. What what would you have put him down to run before that day? Oh, he wouldn't have broken 11 before. Like, I don't, I don't think he would have. But that was like a huge run. And, like, he knocked off a few good runners. So, and, you know, like, you know, Risey's been to three Olympics and Pete's been to the Olympics and Joe's obviously Australian record holder and he's, he's beat all them. So, <laughs> pretty good day. <laughs> I thought Risey ran well that day as well. That was a good effort. I didn't know he was in such good form himself. Yeah. No, I think everyone ran a bit of a magic day. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had bought my spikes and just had a crack. <laughs> yeah. Mate, you were at the rate everyone was going, you probably would have run about 1040. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish. I wish. Oi, George, we've been talking for ages, man. I'm going to let you go. But, um, oi, thanks for that. was fun. That was, thanks for coming on. That was, uh, that was a good one. I know the members are going to love a little bit of a Geordie hit. So I'll, I'll shoot you a link if you, if you want to have a listen. Yeah, no worries. Hey, is, um, how are you going? Is, um, is Jesse pregnant? Bro, really pregnant. Oh, really? Like, uh, super, super pregnant, bro. So, um, I didn't, I didn't want to say it in the, uh, thing. I wasn't sure if it was like, you know, public or whatever yeah, you know, yeah some, still, some people keep it a little more private that's yeah i get it yeah man. i get it now dude so jesse she's like a man what is it today she's 35 weeks pregnant this friday which wouldn't have meant much to me a year ago but essentially that means she's got about five weeks to go she until ready to pop <laughs> oh bro you should see her she's she's got a she's got a good guts on her she's still walking it's still working sorry <clears throat> she's still actually she's uh, she's at work at the moment she's got about um what has she got? She's got about two weeks to go. I'm, I'm saying to her, just wrap it up. Like, just just enjoy a couple of weeks off. But she really enjoys her job, and she's got some friends out there. So I think while she's still up and about, she's um, like she's just going to keep going. Yeah. So, yeah, bro, we're having a little little boy. Um, oh, yeah, which is which is really exciting, man. But uh, she's she's doing good. I've been laughing with her because uh, ever she used to be such a quiet little sleeper, and bro, now she snores like a legend, and. Uh, <laughs> So I've been out on the couch for for like the last month because I can't handle it. So oh, I'm just no. I'm hanging out for this little man to come along. So uh, so I hope I hope she turns back into a quiet sleeper. Mate, that'll be uh, I reckon the baby might be harder to sleep with than um, I've heard. a bit a bit of snoring. <laughs> I've heard everyone. Every, so you know more about baby life than me apparently. So um, when uh. Hey, don't when get too I, carried away. Oh. Yeah, I'm probably gonna listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I tell people about it, um, they go, "Mate, like there's there's zero chance that you're going to be able to have a baby anywhere near you." Because do you know how noisy they are? And I thought, oh, like I, I just assumed they cried from time to time. And everyone's like, "No, Ty, like they're apparently Honestly. babies are, are really annoying to sleep near." Yeah, because they just wake. They, they don't sleep long. They only sleep for a couple of hours, so they just wake up. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. They're up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
I've got so much to learn, man. Far out. I'm I'm disappointed with how little I know. Um, but I've been laughing because I keep hearing people say that like sleeping like a baby is a ridiculous expression. Because as you just said, they don't sleep long. They sleep for ten uh, minutes, wake up, and and need a feed. Yeah. <laughs> or a cry or a shit or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and you don't. And that's the worst. But you don't know. <laughs> so they can't tell you what they need to do. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, it's funny because Jessie's um she's so switched on when it comes to all of this stuff. And I've just been like my only contribution to the whole thing, like I've been trying to carry my weight, obviously, help Jessie out a little bit around that. Like I try and do that even when she's not pregnant, in fairness. But I feel like my only contribution to this little this little man coming along is I bought him a Superman costume. And that's <laughs> <laughs> that's my contribution. At least he's at least he'll be going around in style. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, bro. So, hey, if you're, if you're 3K, he's uh, anywhere in the next five weeks and he's there. You might have a little cheer squad in a Superman suit. How good would that be? <laughs> Don't mind that. Oh, far out, bro. Oh, you know, that was, that was fun, man. That was a uh, – the members' chats are really good as well, especially especially when it's a bloke that you sort of know. Like, it, I hate it when – I know I told you this last time, but I hate it when it gets all interviewy. So it's nice yeah. to do these laid-back formats where – you can you can talk a bit of smack, a little bit of running, a little bit of life, whatever, whatever comes up. Yeah, no, they're much better. The, it, and like honestly, I think most people like listening to the conversational ones more anyway. That's so true. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, too easy. All right, big George. No worries, mate. Hey, best of luck with the next few weeks. Yeah, appreciate Ho- that, man. Hopefully, all goes well. Yeah, awesome, bro. Awesome. No, I appreciate that. I'll um, well, hopefully, I'll catch up with you sooner than it's amazing how quickly the months go by but the fact that oh, I put up with you like eight months ago now seems seems ridiculous but uh but yeah hopefully hopefully it's not eight months between drinks next time that's it all right george that's good mate take it easy all the best mate, mate. thanks see again see you brother bye <laughs>